0: Man, show! We're joined by the coach of the UNC Greensboro Spartans, Coach West Miller. Coach, how are things up there in North Carolina, man?
1: Oh, we're doing great. It's uh, February and college basketball season, so it's a great time of year. College basketball, coach.
0: And coach, you're having a great year. Uh, Twelve and three in conference play, twenty-three and five overall. going went level into it in, in non con So you got to be happy with your team's play this year so far, coach.
1: Well, you know, we really like our team um you know we've had some good results but even more than that we got a group that loves to play together that loves to work at it every day that has high goals and high standards on a day-to-day basis and so that part's fun and when you can have that in you can get some results that you're proud of it's a good thing but we got a lot of basketball at the place let's hope that kind of stuff keeps keeps continuing to happen for us
0: and I think, Coach, it was good. You had a tough game against Western Carolina, per se. I know that record's not that great, but for that tough game to win that game at home against a team that's, that's probably like one of the biggest games of the year to play against you guys, and you guys come come through on top with a big game coming up against ETSU. You have to feel good about that, that you guys didn't kind of lay an egg and they did overlook those guys. Those guys played hard, but now you got through that game They then can focus on Coach Forbes and his team coming into your place here on Saturday.
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's league play, and, I, you know, regardless of where people are in the league standings, our league's so good right now that every night's a real challenge. So, you know, Western Carolina may not have a great record, but they've improved throughout the year. They've been competitive almost every night in league play, and they played a great game against us. So, I you know, I think th- how close the game was, it's an overtime game, it says more about you know how Mark Prosser had his team ready to go and the way they played. I thought our guys actually played okay. I was proud of the way we responded. They they threw in one from half court at the buzzer to send it to overtime. And you know I think it'd be easy to get a little down about that, but our team really responded in overtime and found a way to win a game at home. And like I said, it's February. You know every league game's tough, uh, regardless of records. And anytime you find w- uh, ways to get wins this time of year, they're all good wins.
0: Exactly, coach. Now I feel like that non-con going 11 and two, uh playing against tough opponents along losing to LSU and Kentucky and you could really beat LSU if things kind of went, went your way a little bit here or there. So do you feel like that non-con really on you guys up for this run here you're on right now i know wofford's playing like crazy right now but guess what in a training situation it all can change on, on any given night so do you keep your team focused let them know hey we've been through these tough battles that we've had 12 with wofford this year but hey if we get them again we'll be okay but if we get somebody else we still can get to beat those guys as well because of what we've been through from
1: october to now you know I, I do believe there's something to challenging yourself in non-conference play right and you know, we we were on the road at LSU in Kentucky, and we had a and we had a bunch of road games at a bunch of other places too. I think we played as many road games as anybody in our league in non conference this year. But you know, those, those LSU Kentucky games were really challenging games, and you know, we were we had leads in the second half of both of those games. Um, you know, so we were competitive with both of those teams deep into the second half, and you know, even though we didn't come out on top in those games, I think those games gave us confidence we could play with anybody in the country. And then you look at the years that both of those programs are having, you know, it, it kind of goes to show that we have the ability to play with the best teams in college basketball on any given night. Um, and then, and, you know, now you got to go do that. It doesn't mean that we're at that level, but you got to go do that. But certainly that gives you a little bit of confidence, you know, some of the, some of those tough games environments that we played in a non-conference. And then, this league's just been tremendous. As I said, it's been a battle night in and a night out. You know, Wofford's running the table to this point. I do believe they're as good as any any team in college basketball. I, I believe they should be in the top twenty-five. But it's not just Wofford. I mean, the, the the league is really deep. You mentioned East Tennessee State, and Furman was in the top twenty-five at one point this year. And you know, I mean, and you can kind of keep going down the line. This is a tremendous league. And we do think that's helped us grow and improve as a team throughout the year. So uh, we're, we're pleased in terms of the fact that we got a great team, but not pleased that we think we can keep getting better, but our schedule's given us a chance to improve and challenge ourselves.
0: Exactly. Coach. And I feel like, you're doing this with a balanced roster, Coach. You're not, like, super old. Some, no, most teams are good, like you guys in the major level, are super old. Juniors and seniors are grad transfers. You have a balanced roster with different levels of – Class levels of guys can contribute to your roster, and you're playing about eight, nine guys on a given night. So you, you're not only playing seven men, where your guys can gas out in a tournament setting because you, you got guys you can trust. Whether it be foul trouble, God will forbid, injury, you have, but or whatever, you have guys you can trust you can go to on your bench and can make a difference, no, no matter, no matter what the situation may be.
1: Yeah, we we, we really believe in our depth. Um, you know, I think we have a number of guys that. Capable of impacting a game, as you mentioned, we're, we're a really good blend of underclassmen and upperclassmen. Um, and so, two things: one, I mean, if you believe in your kids when you when you play nine or ten a night, which we we like to do, you're going to develop those guys as underclassmen that maybe you're in secondary roles because they're pretty soon here going to be in primary roles. You know, as, as other guys exit the program. And and the second thing, as you mentioned, you know, the more depth you have the fresher you are in the second half of games and we're an aggressive team defensively we play up and down in terms of our pace of play we really like to get out and run and when you can play nine or ten guys you can kind of sustain that throughout a game a little bit better
0: yes indeed and now coach i want to ask you about a couple guys from georgia you got isaiah miller out of covington georgia and Eric Helmson out of Atlanta here. So I know this is a good fertile ground for the the SOCOM players or transfer guys. So tell us a little bit about our hometown guys here, Isaiah and Eric, what they've been to your team this year.
1: And Kyrene Galloway, uh, who went to Milton um, and who's been terrific for us as well. So, yeah, we we, we love Georgia uh, (laughs) because those guys have all been great players for us. So we're going to keep coming back down there to recruit because we've really found some – diamonds in the rough down there but um you know I, you mentioned Isaiah first you know he was on the all-freshman team in the Southern Conference last year and you know I think maybe would have been the freshman of the year in the league had he had he not been on such a good team you know we, we were able to play in the NCAA tournament and we had some really good upperclassmen guards but he's a just a terrific talent a terrific competitor we knew that when we recruited him out of Newton um high school but we didn't realize the level of work ethic that he has, and his game has really developed from one year to the next because he's put the time in in the offseason and every day in the gym, you know, working on his skill level. And so now he 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 was kind of in a secondary role last year where he would come off the bench and give us a spark, and he's become one of the premier guards in the Southern Conference this year. He's in our starting lineup now. He's been our leading scorer in conference play, our second leading scorer for the whole season. And he's really emerging as is, is a big-time guard. I, I believe that he's got the ability to want to be, be one of the better guards in the country uh, you know, as his career progresses, um, and, and not just because of his talent, but also because of his mentality. So we're thrilled with him. Eric Hamilton with, transferred here from Wichita State. He sat out a year ago. He's been terrific for us. You know, He's, he's been in a couple of different roles. He started for a stretch when James Dickey, one of our all-conference players, was out. And he's done a really nice job being our sixth or seventh man off the bench and, you know, giving us rebounding and toughness. And he can really score the ball back to the basket. You know, so we've been thrilled with him. And then Kyron Galloway starts at the forward spot for us. Uh, You know, people don't realize this, but he came to us at 16 years old as a freshman. So he's the youngest junior in the country. Uh, You know, and and so he's, he's only 19, turned 19 this year. He's only 19, but he's a junior, and he's really starting to hit his stride as a player and, he shoots it from three, so he can stretch it. It's a six-nine guy. He's a terrific athlete, and he's starting to come into his own as a player. So we love Georgia. Uh, that that will be the way that we'll say it. We're going to keep coming down there to recruit. But those three are all having really good years for this team. And again, again, we we're gonna we're we're gonna keep hoping they progress as players.
0: Yes, indeed, and I feel like Coach, uh, been in Georgia, North Carolina. Uh, South Carolina, a lot of great players who might get missed out by the bigger schools and schools like yourself, Georgia State right here in our backyard, even Mercer or Kansas State can get these guys to come to you where they can get a second chance to kind of be the player they want to be, develop vow that pressure, and maybe build themselves into a role where they, Hey, they, they can play overseas one day or the NBA or G league. Cause once, cause player development is very key coach at your, at your level getting guys' mindsets ready, their bodies ready and their games ready to go to the next level, whatever that level may be for the, for these guys.
1: That's right. And I think we're at a time, you know, college bad, the college basketball landscapes changed. I mean, you don't have to be uh, in a power five conference to get a chance to play at the highest level. You know, I, if you're good enough, they find you now. You're not hiding anywhere. You're certainly not hiding anywhere in Division One basketball or anywhere in the Southern Conference. Um, I mean, look at, like, this year, you know, John, the, the kid at uh, Murray State and, and what he's doing. I mean, they're projecting him as a top three pick in the draft. You know, Steph Curry came out of the Southern Conference, the league that we're in now. So, I, you know, I, I do. I think it's about finding the right fit for kids. And there's certainly a number of kids that aren't five-star players coming out of high school for whatever reason but if they go to the right place and they develop their game the right way and they're given the right opportunity to learn and grow as players, you know who knows where they are as a sophomore, junior, after their senior year. And we're seeing numbers of kids come from all over college basketball and get opportunities to play in the NBA or high levels in Europe or around the world. So, uh, you know, certainly it, you, you don't have to be a five-star kid to get the chance to, to make a living playing basketball.
0: And I felt, like I see it every night with the Atlanta Hawks here because of Omari Spillman and Villanova. He wasn't like a top-flight guy at Villanova, but he was kind of trying to be a first-round draft pick for the Hawks. You know, he wasn't one of their best players last year, but he's a top-round draft pick. So I feel like, like you said, Coach, if you show enough on film, you show that right mindset, you, you accept your role and be excel at your role, there's a place for you in, in the NBA or, or overseas or in the G League if you show the right – quality that their coaches and scouts want to see from you
1: that's right if you're good enough right you're going to get an opportunity now and um you know i, th- I think a lot uh, you know obviously kids have to have the ability and the right mentality but the environment they're in is really important and i think that college decision process is it's important for prospects to find the right environment where they can excel and, and certainly from our end as coaches to find kids that that fit our environment here and have the same values that we have and we've been fortunate to find a number of young men like that. And, and some of the, the young men you just mentioned, there really fit that bill for us. Yes,
0: indeed. And Coach, you had a big game against ETSU at your place. The, the Bucks are always tough. So, Coach, I know you had a one-day prep for them. What do you see for these guys on the film? And what do you expect to see when you guys take the court against them t- tomorrow at your place?
1: Well, we've had just incredible battles with them over the last handful of years. Um, it just seems like every time we – we meet up with those guys. It's a really challenging game. Um, you know, the last two years we've played them three times because we've played them twice in the regular season. We've met both of the last two years in the conference championship game of the conference tournament. Um, so there's, you know, there's a little bit of history there. Uh, I, I think the main thing is we have a tremendous amount of respect for Steve Forbes and what he's done with that program and how good they are. They are always a defensive juggernaut. They're always a great rebounding team among many other, you know, positive qualities. So we just got to make sure we do our job preparing, and uh, it'll be senior night here with the chance to celebrate an incredible senior class that we have and then three young men that have given a lot to this program. So we'll, we'll be up for the game, and, and I hope we go out and play the right
2: way.
0: Well, Coach, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on the score because I know Coach Forbes, used uh, to. His my buddy, Coach Collins used to be on his staff at Tennessee State. Now uh, Elsbelt was one of my close friends from high school, so he was on Coach Ford's staff. So I'm glad he's. I, I could be even more neutral <laughs> than I was because I was like, that's, "That's my guy was on the staff." But I love when your guys battle and play. It's always a great game. And you're looking for great execution and coaching. So I look forward to seeing the coach, and I hope it be a, a another good battle. And hope you guys all do well in the tournament. I hope to see you you in March again on the show, like you did last year, Coach.
1: Well, since your buddy's not there anymore, I'm, I'm going to expect you to pull for the Spartans. And, uh, no, I, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> pr- appreciate you having me on and w- w- would love to come back anytime. time. And, uh, you know, thanks thanks for the well wishes. We wish you not, nothing but the best as well here.
0: And, Coach, if you in Atlanta recruiting, make sure to stop. I want to have you come by our studio here in Midtown Atlanta, come by and see us in Midtown here. If you have your studio, turn on our live stream and start seeing we have you in here, man. We'd love to have you, Coach. We can challenge our five great get- guys down here.
1: Let's make that happen. You know I'm going to be down there often.
0: Yes, indeed. Coach, great. Good luck to you tomorrow. Talk to you real soon, buddy. Thank you again for your time today. Anytime.
1: Thank y'all.
0: All right, folks. It's Wes Miller, people, on the Boss Man Show. Check them out tomorrow against ETSU.
4: Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone.
5: or Twitter at Coach CoachTWheel24, or Instagram TravisLWilliams24, or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
0: Hip-hop fans, i got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grinding E N C, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Illstreetrex.com. And streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it.
4: A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't we'll be single for long then.
3: During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. City,
6: let yourself shine. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation.
2: It's maybe the night my might let me know. All the stars, are all the stars are Tell me what you're
3: going to do to me
7: Only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis.
0: All right, folks, here JR, the Boss Man Show. Talk to our buddy from the OVC media extraordinaire, Kyle Schwartz. Kyle, how are things in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee, today, man?
8: Things are a little rainy, but they're great, and uh, we're looking forward to these these championship seasons uh, ramping up very shortly.
0: Now, Kyle, I must say I was in attendance last Thursday at Austin Peay and Murray State. A great game, a great ending, a great atmosphere at the Dunn Center. I was just so in- impressed about the fans of Austin Peay and Murray State showed out. ESPN2 had a great show with Seth Greenberg and Tom Hart there, man. As being an OVC guy that you are, how did you feel with that game, to seeing the talent showed off with the great culture and Matt McMahon, Matt Figure, and, and John Morant doing, doing his thing out
4: there?
8: Well, I you know I hope the listeners are at least a little aware of some of the great history that the OVCs had, and and if they are, I, I think you really would know that uh, uh, our schools have been great rivalries and, and great support from their fans. And when I first started in, in 2006, when you thought Murray State, Austin P that was the rivalry. The gyms were packed. Uh, it was just it was intense. You know, things have changed over the years. Now we you know all of our games are streamed online, or if it's on ESPN two, it's e- sometimes easier to stay home, but. I thought both the fan bases did a great job. It was on ESPN, two and, and having some big-time announcers call a game with, uh, you know, everybody should know about John ja Morant now from Murray State, but if they didn't know about Terry Taylor, a sophomore uh, from Austin P, they probably found out a little bit of something about him. And, and it just speaks to the high quality of basketball. We, we have, we've had an OVC for a long time. This season, it may be some of the most, ta- most talent we've had at one period in a long time.
0: And, Kyle, you have a four-way... Race for those double buys in Evansville with Austin P. Murray State, Jacksonville State, and the Ray Harper, Rick Bird, and Bill and madman and Murray State. So as we come down to the last weeks of the season, what are the tiebreakers that you know of to get those double buys for those teams in that
8: four-way race there? I'm laughing because tiebreakers are always a funny thing uh, we talk about in the office when it gets down to two, two weeks left. Everybody wants to know. Everybody's calling me, and I just tell everybody to relax till we get down to, uh, you know, to about two games left in the in, in the season. But right now, you know, Belmont controls their destiny. If they win out, they they're tied with Murray State right now. They beat Murray State head to head. So if Belmont wins out, they'll be the number one season, get that bye. And, and if Murray also wins out, they we would actually have co-champions. We, we don't break that tie. Everybody gets a trophy. But uh, Murray would be that number two seed, and those one and two seeds get that double bye to the semis. So that is is super crucial. You only have to win two games to go to the NCAA tournament. But Austin P. Jacksonville State 11-3. They're just one game back, uh, and Austin P. and Murray play the last game of the regular season. So, uh, and then Jacksonville State they beat Belmont twice. So if somehow Jacksonville State gets in a tie with Belmont, they're going to have the advantage there. But really, those top four teams have separated themselves. You're going to see those as our, as our four seeds. The, the three and four seed get a get a single bye to the uh, to the uh, quarterfinals, so um, it's really important that the regular season is rewarded with our uh, tournament format.
0: Yes, indeed. if if I was one of those four coaches, I want to give me a top two to ensure that they'll double buy. Two wins is better than one, and you save the legs at extra night because on night three, having to play back to back to back, eventually they catch up with you if we in that training in that format that you guys have.
8: Now, we have heard, and maybe you give your opinion with it, sometimes if you don't play till Friday, if you haven't played since Sunday, you're a little rusty and you haven't played a game in the building while your opponent has played a game. Now, some people would say that's an issue if the number one seed loses in the semifinal, but I sort of agree with you. Less games means more rest for the teams.
0: And, and that's why I've always told coaches off the record, you should have played more guys because when that when getting tournament time at the mid-match at 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 level, Kyle, as you, you and I both know, you need those guys to be fresh as possible. Mm-hmm. So if you playing nine or ten guys, you can have that depth of – to carry 40 minutes a night playing back to back to back to back. But if you don't, playing seven guys, or eight guys, it could come in there and catch you when, you when you don't want it to. You know, that's why I try to tell coaches off the record try to give them a little sideline <laughs> coaches from my point of view. They help my little bit.
8: Exactly. And, you know, some of our teams are, are deeper than others. And, you know, sometimes this time of year you get down to your seven or eight guys. So the less games, uh, uh, is more important if you got a star like John Moran, Obviously, uh, he plays forty minutes a night usually. Keep his legs fresh and only have him win two games to get to the to the NC Boys.
0: And uh, Kyle, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, how's the digital network ESPN Plus really help the OVC's viability, visibility amongst fans outside of the OVC towns? Because are you able to track where the watches come from, listeners come from? Are you able to track those contests kind of and you know kind of kind of know who's watching you at what time?
8: Well, this is our first year when a relationship with uh, with ESPN. We renewed our, our linear deal, and with that, uh, we decided to take our streaming efforts to ESPN Plus, which launched, uh, you know, back over the summer. And you know, right now we don't have all those analytics. ESPN does, however, though, and they're gathering. and We'll meet with them this summer, and they'll, they'll tell us some of the numbers and some of those things. You know, it's behind a paywall. We've not been behind a paywall you know, for almost a decade, um, so fans had to pay that four nine nine a month, but. You're just not getting OVC basketball. They're getting lots of other college basketball. They're getting uh, UFC, a lot of content on there now. They're getting some pro sports. They're getting some what used to be ESPN Insider. They're getting that those the articles on the ESPN website. So for you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. One thing I will say that as a, as a communications person, I've seen uh, I reference John Moran again. He's you know he's projected top three or four uh, pick in the NBA draft when he plays on a Saturday night uh, at Eastern Kentucky on ESPN Plus. ESPN already has the feed is going to ESPN so they can pull those highlights or that coverage so there's many nights on 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 SportsCenter you'll see the OVC highlights right next to everybody and it used to be a little more difficult when we had our own digital network we'd have to cut those highlights and send to ESPN we kind of took that middleman out out of the process now so a lot more attention for our deserving student-athletes so I've seen a lot of positive uh, feedback from that relationship already.
0: Yes, indeed, now, Kyle, you're in uh, year two in Evansville at the Forest Center, but i want I didn't get a chance to talk to you last year about it. uh how would you recap year one? How's the difference being down in this fall to being in Evansville? How was that for the fans and what's the feedback about that because i, I didn't get to talk to you then about it, so I want to
8: kinda get catch up on that as well, yeah, well, we need to get you all the way up to Evansville for uh, for <laughs> some games. <laughs> Um, you know, Evansville, I had not really been to Evansville before our tournament decided to go there. It's only two hours north of Nashville, and it's really all highway, like two turns the entire way there. You know, I think people really, it's cliche, Hoosier, the movie Hoosiers, Indiana, it's a basketball state. And I think that really uh, uh, really holds true. They have a nice arena It was built in 2011-12 it's uh seat about eleven thousand if you had every seat open. they have big time concerts they've had some some really big country concerts. They had Eldon John back in the fall I mean so they're getting big concerts they have a a Meyer league hockey team and an indoor arena football team that that's going to start soon, so they host a lot of events and the University of Evansville plays their games there so um people come out and watch basketball all year. We had some good crowds. Murray State, obviously, last year was very good. and Their fan base is awesome. They travel to the games, uh, but I think we had uh, some pretty good walk-up from the community. Now, the building, notes as I said, state of the art. And from uh, we always say, student athlete experience. From that experience, the locker rooms the the behind-the-scenes things, uh, just the floor, the lighting, the the video board. We we just got rave reviews. So I think that the first year is a success. We're back there March 6th through the 9th this year. We have a contract for next year, too, and then we'll see after that. But uh, it really went good. We just uh, just encourage our fans to go out and travel from their schools wherever they are. If you're in the Evansville area, come out. If you live in Evansville and you're a, a UE fan and your team's lost, come on out and see some basketball because, I said, we have some really good – You know, we have one surefire NBA talent, and we got three uh, or two people this year who are seniors who are going to get an NBA look and, and some other people down the road for sure who will as well.
0: And, Kyle, do you have special packages for, like, day session, night session, women's and men's, or is it kind of all all encompassing them
5: together as one? You know,
8: a great question. OVCSports.com slash Evansville, all of our uh, packages – you know, we have an all-session ticket that's $80 that would get you all 14 games, seven men's and seven women's. I know not everybody's probably interested in that, so, um, we, you know, we have single session for $15 for women's games and 30 for men's games, so depends on how many games you want to go to, if you just want to go to one or two, that's maybe the best way. If you want to go to every game, the, the all-session uh, ticket that you can get right there from that, the website link is, is the way to go, but try to make it as affordable as we can, and, you know, our schools are selling all-session tickets, too, so if anybody's out there listening that's got a favorite school and they want to. Um, attend uh, you know contact your school's ticket office and and they can definitely help you out
0: now Kyle not just basketball you got track and field golf you got baseball coming up this spring semester for you guys is very very busy so how do you and your staff in Brentwood go about getting put on all these events throughout the spring semester for all all, all your athletes making we have that great athlete experience as as you just mentioned earlier here Kyle
8: well, I mean, we try to do a lot of planning. So, we just—you uh, mentioned track. Our indoor track championship are the next two days, and in, in a neutral site in Birmingham, uh, the Crossplex, where. Uh, there's actually five Division One conferences and then the NCAA Championship is also at that venue. So uh, our athletes are going to compete on the same track that uh, the NCAA Championships will be uh, in a couple of uh, weeks after ours. So, um, you know, we, we play on that. We plan basketball. We take a little bit of a break and you come a around to, to golf, tennis, outdoor track, baseball, and softball. But uh, we just got some good people who are in the office who uh, sort of work on it year-round to, to, to play in for all our championships. And of course, basketball is the, the most high-profile and probably the most goes into that. But Outside of that, we you know we try to treat every championship the same as we can and, and make them important because they all are important because you know the golf student athlete doesn't know what the basketball student athlete gets so we make sure everybody is uh, is treated great.
0: You get there right because all day, at all, to everybody, everybody has a different experience and you want to make sure it's great for all students so at least athletes involved and you all do a great job of that. And Kyle, going forward, 2019, 2020. How do y'all plan to keep on growing the OVC brand and get it, get it more visibility, keep on growing and getting the schools more involved? What are your plans in that, in that area?
8: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we've seen a little bit of uh, uptick, uh, again, with some of the high-profile uh, basketball uh, student-athletes who we've had. You are going to have a couple of people drafted in the NFL draft uh, this year too. You know, the the new uh, football league had just started, we got a bunch of people playing on on the Memphis uh Memphis team uh, as well in the AAF so um, trying to capitalize on, on just some exposure from those people uh, and just two kind of experiences they had when they were were in the OVC and then we get a chance to go to a new community like Evansville trying to spread the word there because I you know there's there, we have a lot of OVC alums throughout the south so uh, I've, I think I've said this before the one thing is sometimes they're also fans of the bigger school in the area so if you're from uh, Martin Tennessee you probably like the Tennessee volunteers too and there's nothing wrong with that but we want you to to support Port Martin. So trying to work with our schools just to get those stories out because we have a lot of good stories. It's just not on the field success. It's people doing things in the classroom and off uh, off the field too that uh, that are great stories.
0: And what's good about the show here, Kyle, is that based on the markets I'm in, I touch most, over, most overseas markets because Jacksonville State is only 100 miles from where I'm at right now, believe it or not. People don't realize how close it is to Atlanta. It's only 100 miles away, you know, down exactly. out of 20. And Tennessee State, Belmont, we in Station, Nashville. So we, we got got Memphis. we got Indiana. So i got to tell people all the time, college basketball is, is a global thing and with the radio show that we have, it makes sense because we in so many markets. We have to cover all the different conferences because we have listeners who may go to those schools and it all touches one way or another.
8: And, and I think that's great. And I think the thing, too, and we appreciate that exposure is, you know, sometimes uh, you're in one OVC market and you move to another or you move to Atlanta or whatever. But uh, just know that wherever you are, you can support your – your TSU gear, your Belmont gear, or, you know, your Eastern Kentucky gear. And uh, we, we have some, some really good fans out there, and we, we hope to, um, they just log on and tune into their, uh, their school's uh, outlets to, uh, to learn a little bit more of what's going on on campus.
0: Speaking of the AAF, Kyle, um, in, in the NFL, uh, a lot of alumni, I, I did a lot of research about it, I see a lot of alumni in the AAF. I saw like Terrell Bonds from Tennessee State, is a starting cornerback at the Memphis uh, Express out there for the AAF team. I still see uh, Kadeem Edwards is on the Dallas Cowboys roster for a little while last year. Guys like that, Tajir McCall's in the League with, with the Nets so t- talk about some guys like that in, in, in the OVC how it makes you guys feel the office when you see guys continuing professional careers after
8: being the OVC for so many years and doing big things for you guys you know and I meant to do some research on, uh, on our Memphis guys in the AAF I know i haven 't watched i haven 't got to watch a game yet, but looking at the preseason and the roster and some of the people there it was uh i mean it was mo double digits now how many of those people you know will make it the whole season and make an impact but i think it shows that you know we play f c s football so uh, you know one double a what people used to call it it 's not necessarily um the one that everybody watches every week, but all right, we have some tremendous talent out there. And uh, you know, Demetrius Rainey played at TSU. He played in the NFL, and he just didn't make it. And he's there on um, the roster. Justin Dunker. There's two NFL linemen who just, they played a year or two in the NFL, and now they're here. So I think in the AAF, you'll see the talent it's it's not a minor league like some people think it's right there with the nfl these people are, are right there so but you know we have people who are doing well in the nfl too and uh, um you know jimmy garoppolo is somebody who missed all this past season with the 49ers but you know he signed a big contract and uh, he'll be back and you know he, he went to eastern illinois so he's an ovc alum so we just celebrate anybody gets a chance out there to that goes from fcs and, and professional opportunity we want to wish them the best and and, and hopefully they uh will have a great success
0: and can't forget Sean Payton and Tony Romo in, in, in the booth who's doing a great job for CBS right now. I didn't know he was that good at commentating until this year, man. I didn't realize he was this good.
8: Who doesn't love Tony Romo? I mean, he he's so excited. He knows so much. And, uh, uh, I I think they you know they took a chance on how good he was before they hired him whenever and uh it really paid off so to see so the OVC student athletes are the only excel on, on the field but uh you know that degree he got and the knowledge he he got playing football has really helped him and you know before him he, he was doing it for CBS Phil Sims was doing it he went to Morehead State who uh he played in OVC uh back back when in the 80s so you know it was sort of like the torch was passed from one OVC uh football alum to another one there on CBS
0: Yes, indeed. Well, Kyle, if the Hawks didn't have a a homestand during the tournament, I would be in Evansville. But, no, the Hawks, they pay the bills first. So I have to
8: be with the Atlanta Hawks. I understand (laughs) that. Hopefully you can maybe log on to ESPN Plus or watch ESPN and and catch some of the games that way because we want to make it accessible for all the fans.
0: Well, yes. You know, based on my friendships with Coach Berg, Coach Figger, Coach McMahon and Coach Harper, I have to watch if those guys already. Now, I don't know who I'm cheer for because they all come on my radio program and a good guy has somebody. <laughs> you
8: got be neutral. Learn to be neutral.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. As long as somebody who comes on the show wins, I'll be happy. <laughs> That's right.
8: And if they yeah. haven't been on the show, then they better get on the show uh, if they win.
0: Yes, indeed. It's always good luck we come on the Boss Man Show. I tell people that all the time. It's a good show karma for all coaches. You come on the show, Chip, when you win. <laughs> That's part of our, part of our pitch. <laughs> But Kyle, hey man, always good to talk to you, my brother. Good to see you, man. Hopefully I'll see you Thursday at Austin P. I'll be there. Hopefully I'll see you then. If I don't, we we'll have to catch up down the road, buddy.
8: That's good. I appreciate uh the chance to be on and thank everybody for uh supporting the OVC out there. Alright folks, it's Kyle Schwartz here on the Boss Man Show.
5: And athletics consulting.com Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at coacht-wheel 24 or Instagram TravisLWilliams24
0: Alright, was well, back here on the Boss Man Show. My buddy J.C.'s on the weather. He's but he's on fight through. He's a soldier. My man in Memphis, bro. I know it's this up or down weather probably took you down, man. But I'm pretty sure you'll be at clicks tonight, no matter what, because you are a soldier, bro. <laughs> hey,
9: hey, man. The show, the show must go on, man. So you know I'm gonna be live and you know live
0: and ready to go tonight, man. No doubt. Uh, Memphis got talent. Who do you got this week so far, bro?
9: Oh, man, we got a singer. Um, our first singer of the uh, of the showcase series so far, man. We've had a number of rappers come through, which is cool. But you know, we got a little, little, you know, little little lady coming through, man. Her name is Rose Cortez. She'll come through and bless us with a live performance, man, tonight. Uh, nice.
0: No doubt. Check her out. Click Sports Bar and Billiards. Join Jason's group on Facebook. 3 Kings karaoke. Stay update on all things. Clicks, sports bar and billiards out there in Memphis on Malco Way. Check them guys out. Bruh, how's the city of Memphis recovering from the trade of Marcus for those Toronto Raptors uh, players, Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, C.J. Miles? How's the city of Memphis liking that so far?
9: Man, it was it was tough at first, man, you know, cuz it felt like even though Mark, is not from here, but you know he went to high school here and spent some of the years here. It kind of felt like, felt like you know he was one of ours, man. So it was kind of hard to see him go. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, it might it might work out for both parties, man. You know, Mark is going to improve the Raptors and give them an even better chance of making the finals. And you know, Valachunas can play. You know, he's put some nice numbers. You know, the few games he's been here so far, and uh uh. Darian Wright and uh, and, and CJ Miles, you know, like little throw-in pieces or whatever. But you know, Bella may he may he may work out if he chooses to stay here going forward, man. But he may he may work out for us. And um, you know, it was it was a time to make a move and you know allow Mark an opportunity to shine somewhere else, man. And you know, and maybe uh, in the off season, maybe a chance for for Mike to go somewhere and get his shine on. You know, depending on how, how things uh, shake out uh coming off season.
0: Now how close was it to Mike Conley getting traded uh from what you know?
9: It was it was it was talk, it was speculation. But I think they uh uh the front office uh their thinking behind that was to try to see if they if they couldn't get an offer that just wowed them, you know, that just, you know, uh blew them out of the water as far as hey, we gotta make this deal. They were they were content with keeping Mike. And just see how Mike and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. you know coexist and to play together going forward for the rest of the season, and then you know in the offseason see what's out there. But you know Mark, uh, you know definitely had to go. But you know I think uh, the Grizz are pretty much ho- wanting to hold on to Mike unless the offer that that was just too good to believe, you no, know, too good to be true, you know, came their way, and then, then they were dealt. It.
0: And Avery Bradley comes in. He's a guy who who calls Memphis like it's the second home for him, for him and his family being from from the area there. So, uh, is he a long term piece, or just a, also a short term contract to get kind of clear those books for the Grizzlies after Parsons and Mike Collins' deals expire?
9: You know, like I said, I almost I almost got Avery Bradley. You know, what I'm saying coming over and everything, man, and, and part of those trades there as well. Um you know he he's a guy that can be either or. You know he could be he could fit into the Grizz long term um going forward because you know he he does he is kind of a Grizzly type of player. I remember a couple of years ago when uh, he was a free agent and the Grizz were trying to uh, you know uh, pitch a deal to go get him there. Uh, it just didn't work out, but you know he he definitely fits in and you know a guy that play can play defense. Not not um, he's not the same level as he used to be defensively, but he still can you know in a certain situation, and a guy that can, you know, get streaky and can give you buckets as well, man. So, you know, I think uh, at the end of the season, man, you know, if the Grizz do decide to bring Avery, back, Avery Radley back, you know, and give him a deal there, I think I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I, he's definitely a guy, still a young guy, that could definitely uh, be a young veteran on this team, man, and, you know, help the Grizz uh, down the road.
0: And what about the arms race in the Eastern Conference? The Sixers getting Tobias Harris, the Buzz getting Miritich, the Raptors getting Gasol, Boston standing pack, uh Wes Matthews, who was bought out by the Knicks signing with the Pacers. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Eastern Conference, those top five teams making little moves there to try to get something done, come out of the finals in the, in the Eastern Conference, to play probably Golden State uh, in the finals there?
9: You know, I think it's the effect of not having LeBron there anymore. Also, that you got you to got throw into to the equation because you knew if LeBron was still in the East, there was no chance you'd make to the finals. But now, you know, it's wide open. That's why you see a Philadelphia, you know, making moves and, you know, positioning themselves to, to make a run in the East. You know, you see Toronto making moves, you know, Milwaukee doing their thing. You know, it's, it's pretty much a wide open race, man. Boston, you know, throw them in the mix as well, man. Uh you know, I can't if you ask me right now who's coming out of the east, it's hard for me to say. You know, because um, I see I can see, you know, three or four teams out of the east having a chance to make it to the finals, you know, just depending on how things shake out, injuries here and there, you know, you just never know, man. But, you know, just with LeBron, though, know, not being in the East anymore, it kinda opened things up for these teams to try to take advantage to make a final.
0: You got that right. And I'm surprised Indiana is still staying tough after losing all oh, Depot, I, I mean, which tells me, like I always thought, Nate McMillan can coach. I mean, he might not be the most flashy coach in the world, but the guy can flat out coach.
9: No doubt. You know, I've, I've always been a huge Nate McMillan fan, man. You know, he's very, very underrated as a coach, a guy who, who got it done in, in past it with the, with the uh, Trailblazers. You know, um, he's a solid coach, man. And I think it's a perfect place for him to be, you know, kind of under the radar and. You know, uh, once they get Oladipo back next year, man, they kind of build on some of the young pieces they have. You know, Indiana could be a threat going forward in the future.
0: You got there right, and, and you know, JC, this is what shocked me right here in my own backyard: is that the Atlanta Hawks did not cash in on Dwayne Deadman, Lean, and base as they could have. They were wanting first-round Peacefields players when they could have went and got two seconds, like or so. What do you feel about something like the Hawks who? overpriced their veterans and are not buying them out right now
9: yeah you know it's kind of questionable but at the same time man like I think Atlanta's maybe what a couple years away from you know being a uh a, a playoff contender in the east man you know I love I like Trey Young Trey Young's been hooping he's been balling out you know I think he's gonna be a, 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 a star in the future, John Collins. You know he's a nice guy. You pair pair along with Trey Young, like Atlanta. You know I see what they're doing. Um, they have a plan, you know. But like I said, it's it's a little questionable things here and there they're doing as far as the ventures are concerned. But I, you know, and, and boss, you would know, you know, better than anybody. with you being, you know, you being right down there, man. You know, and checking them out on on day to day basis, man. But would you agree
0: that Atlanta's only a few years away? I was, at three years away. Three. Yeah. Three years away. Yeah. Because uh, you, yeah, you, gotta get, you got you to get Trey Young to mature into his body. John Collins has to keep improving. You have to hit on these draft picks. You got three draft picks coming up this next year. Uh, your own pick, you got a pick coming from Dallas and a Cleveland pick. You got to hit on those picks as well. So, yes, that's three first round picks coming on the roster next year, unless you pack them and trade them. So, the Hawks to me are a full rebuild three years away. So, I'm looking at the 2021 20, 20, 22 season for the Hawks really start improving for for, for, for real, for real. And then hopefully in 22 and 23, they'll be ready to compete and continue after these young boys uh, get get take their lumps. Kind of like how OKC did with Durant, Westbrook, and Ibaka, and Harden. in their, their 34th year, they started to make improvements. And boom, they got something out there.
9: Absolutely. You know, but
0: Trey Young, man, like he's he's been,
9: I think, been he's been everything, you know, they thought he would be. You know, he's only going to get better, man, so – you know, I I would definitely, uh I think their future is bright, definitely.
0: Bro. Now, bro, all these guys who got traded and cut, like Marcin Gortat, Michael Beasley, all these guys we got traded and have not been bought out yet. Only Markeith Morris and Wes Matthews and Ian's Cancer have signed to the buyout market. Are uh, you shocked that the buyout market is so barren and driving, guys are not getting signed right now or bought out? Is that kind of... Expecting you right now after the deadline. I've been two weeks. Most time you see it happen, but it hasn't happened quite
9: yet. Yeah, I mean, know the buyout market. You know, every year, man. You know, it's kind of like hit or miss there. You know, as far as you know, if it's a, you know, if it's a deep, you know, buyout market, or if the wells run dry, you know, so to speak, man. You know, some of the names you mentioned don't really. I think it is cancer could help a team. You know. You know, he's he's definitely a solid player that can help a playoff team uh, you know, for this uh, stretch run, man. But uh, you know, it's depending on what you need, man. I think uh uh correct me if I'm wrong, man, uh some years ago, uh Rasheed Wallace, wasn't he bought out of his contract in uh in, in uh in Portland or was it Atlanta? He was bought out. And then dad, he was able to go to Detroit and help them win a championship. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and he was able to, you know, get about that deal and go, uh, go help, go help Detroit win a championship that year, man. So he like I so said, you just never know, man. It's pretty much a hit or miss thing, kind of, you know, year in year out as far as the buyout the market's concerned.
0: I remember when the Hawks traded for Gary Payton, bought him out. He signed with Boston. You remember that when Boston exactly. traded to Atlanta? Yeah. They cut. They he bought out from Atlanta and signed right back with Boston. They changed the rule where you, now you can't do that anymore. That's the Gary Payton rule. Where the team who trades you can't sign you for a whole year. That's that's the Gary Payton rule.
9: Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I remember that.
0: Yeah. So I remember that, but the Atlanta Hawks are on the back end of some some trades. I mean. It's a pattern here. The Hawks have been involved with some weird transactions. Rasheed Wallace, Gary Payton, Paul Gasol, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, we had a lot of weird <laughs> transactions with the Hawks. where we had these star players on our roster, i want to lose them to a buyout or a trade immediately. I, I don't understand.
9: <laughs> hey, man, hey, at least y'all got, y'all got 41, 42-year-old Vince Carter, though.
0: Man, he's playing 20 minutes a night still That's
9: crazy, man
0: Yeah, it, it, then we got Detroit Detroit and Phoenix coming in like, The Hawks have a lot of home games this last part of the year so I'm glad about that I'm, I'm happy for that, a lot of home games But man, it's gonna be rough when you got Phoenix coming to town you know, Sacramento, Utah. Guess this is going to be some rough crowds to draw, man.
9: <laughs> rough crowds. Yeah, it's going to be rough, man. Are the Hawks still
0: playing at Georgia Tech? No, they playing they're the playing the at no, they, 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 okay. the arena again. No, they're playing say the arena But, bro, dunk contest. Why did my Atlanta Hawk mess up his prop? My Hawk.
9: Yeah, okay. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah, now. Uh, now, we know dude got a house, man, John Collins. He he, he can could, he could fly. I thought the idea was corny, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought the whole concept was corny, man. Him jumping over the plane with the old school flight outfit on, man. It, it, it wasn't a good look to me, you know. And then at the end when the wing fell, <laughs> fell off, like, it was just a bad, bad
0: idea, man. <laughs> then his first dunk was so kind, it was kind of dry, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was man. I, was, like, I wasn't. I had to watch yeah. it because you know I covered the Hawks, bro. But I was like, why did my two Hawks embarrass me? My man lost on the, the, the skill challenge on a half court three. Trey Young, then my man messes up his prop. I'm like, why, wow, Lord? My Hawks have to embarrass me here in sharp. He's like, bro, that's your ass that's, that's your boys, boss. That's your boy. Like, man, come oh. on, man, leave me alone. <laughs>
9: But yeah, bro, man, yeah.
0: I thought overall overall the dunk
9: contest, man, like it was hit or miss, like um I'm looking forward to Zion doing his thing next year. I could have uh, I could've I could've skipped this one here this year. The best moment was Zion's dunk, bro. I mean J. Cole's attempted dunk. His miss is better to hold the contest, yeah, bro. That was the best part, exactly. <laughs> that was probably the best part. J. Cole attempting the dunk and missing it. But you can see he had his hand well above the rim though.
0: Yes, so that's a, for me. But he he made that duck, man. That woulda, man. My, my, my man and one, oh baby, J Cole. Yeah, I can yeah. see my man with and one going crazy. That man hit that dunk though. It was shut down the whole building, bro. Exactly, but, bro. Exactly, man. Well, bro, I hope we had, the tight clicks hold it down, bro. Hope you feel better next week, man. We'll get back into it, chopping it up, bro. And I'll see you, bro. I'll be in Memphis. March 27th, the Warrior game. I'm coming to town, bro, to see the Warriors going one down. more game.
9: <laughs> it's going down, man. That's what's up. Appreciate boss.
0: No doubt, bro. Hold it down, bro. All right, boss. No doubt. My
7: heart skips, skipping the beach, You're not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. No. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it.
4: Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay.
2: My- With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.
6: Till tears run down from my eyes, lord somebody. Ooh, somebody can anybody find me? Somebody to
2: love. Alexa, play hits from Queen.
4: Okay. Ooh,
2: With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.